Coming up on this transfer special, we look at our team's business so far this summer and some of the top transfers that have taken place. More stats in the Wonder of Why, a quiz and a Who Am I? So let's get started. Hello and welcome to this transfer special of View from Sideline podcast. It's Chris here, and Liam is here as always. Hello, Liam. Good evening, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Just about made it through the uh, mini heat wave. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why we didn't um, end up recording this two days ago, um, because I think I would have melted yeah. whilst talking. Yeah. <laughs> I think all our equipment would have melted. Yes. We would have melted. Nothing. It so, wouldn't have And you couldn't really um, believe it, but um, Monday I was sat here with every window in the house open. I'm now sat in the house with uh, zero windows open because it's <laughs> it's gone back to normal now. It's, so it's, uh, it's now a nice twenty degrees. I suppose. Yeah. 14. So um, yeah. So uh, we thought we'd come together in sort of a. A special, shall we say? Um, never actually really done a special sort of podcast. Um, when we're sort of in the break between the um, old and new season, um, but we thought a lot's happened, sort of transfer-wise. Um, so we thought we'd uh, make it into a podcast and sort of run it as a theme. Um, so we're going to go through sort of um, our club's transfer sort of um goings on so far and then we'll take a look at some of the other sort of highlights um from sort of around Europe shall we say um but yeah so we, well we can start with Villa um because the Chelsea one is rather short uh so um I'm sure Liam's got a few things to say on some of the players that they bought him well yeah I mean so far so good if I'm being totally honest um First two, well, the, the first three sign-ins, I think we made them all officially on the same day. Um, Coutinho and Olsen obviously were on loan to us last year. So to bring them in permanently, I'm not for a second doubting Martinez is going to remain number one in goal, but for three million for a backup keeper with the experience that he's got, um, can only help challenge um, as a good number two. So I'm quite happy with that. Obviously, Coutinho coming in for 17 million. That's a steal. That's a steal. <laughs> yeah. And to obviously have him on loan last year, I think he showed flashes of what he can do. <clears throat> and I don't think he was necessarily match fit for the whole time that he was with us. It took him a little while to get up to speed, but still put in some really good performances. So hopefully a good pre-season for him will um, do us wonders for the whole season. Uh it's going to be quite interesting to see how Gerard can fit all of our attacking players in. I think someone's going to have to miss out, whether it's Buendia or Watkins or Ings. I don't think someone's going to be happy, but you can't not play Coutinho. So delighted at that for such a bargain price. Um, Diego Carlos, who I'll be honest, I don't know much about. Um, 26 million from Sevilla. We needed a centre-back. He's tall. Um, he's, he's looked pretty solid in the few pre-season games that I've seen him in so far. Obviously, with Sevilla, he's won, I think, Europa Leagues, and they had a quite 
good defensive record yeah. last year, I believe. Um, so hopefully that could be a bit of a bargain. Twenty six million, I think, yeah. a lot more spent on defenders this season. My only reservation really is he's sort of top end of twenties when we generally look to be signing younger players um, over the last few years. Uh, which kind of leads me on to what I think is probably my favourite transfer so far for us, which is Bubaka Kamara. And all football manager fans will know who Bubaka Kamara is because he's an absolute world-class holding midfielder. And we picked him up for free. So thrilled at that. Again, I've seen him a couple of times in pre-season now. I think he's exactly what we're lacking. Um, I said a few times, I think, last season that we were really lacking that holding midfielder to sit in front of the back four, win the ball back, play those kind of simple passes to get our attacks going. And he seems to be that person. And he can fill in at centre-back as well. A bit of versatility is always quite good. Um, And he's an international now with France. So um, he'll be pushing for a place, I think, in the World Cup come Christmas. Um, So, yeah. Generally very, very thrilled with those signings. We've also got August Stinson on loan from Sevilla. Again, I don't know that much about him, but he's obviously got to know Diego Carlos. Um, maybe he's had a say in, in bringing him over. Um, so if they can sort of link up at the back, that'll be quite good. Uh, as for the players leaving, no surprises, particularly Horahan was always going to go, which is I think all Villa fans were a little bit sad to see him leave. He's done really well for us. Um, and I think the same for Trezeguet as well. He's left for, I think, about just over four million, something like that. Um, scored some really important goals in keeping us up. But obviously, there's not going to be much of a place for him when you've got Coutinho and Buendia and Bailey uh, all out on the wing. Um, I think there's going to be more to go. I think Wesley is apparently, uh, I can't remember who he was going to, Levante, I think, or something today. Uh, he was out having a medical... And I would imagine probably Traore, although he is out with the squad in Australia at the minute, he's going to find it hard to get minutes. Um, I think there's still a few players that Gerald will look to move on. When it comes to bringing people in, I don't, I don't know if we'll actually do any more business. Um, I think maybe another centre midfielder. Rumours are we were after Conor Gallagher. I'm sure you won't be pleased to hear that, Chris. Um, but I don't know whether we'll be able to bring him in. And if we do, who? misses out because mm. Jacob Ramsey, who would probably be the one to make way for Conor Gallagher, and in which case we're, you know, two young English centre midfielders. I saw Barkley as well. I saw something um, yeah. in one of the, the gossip things saying that I don't, potentially Ross Barkley, but... I don't uh, think... I mean, if we if we got Barkley, fair enough. I mean, he, he had a good start to his loan spell the other year, but yeah. we can pick him up for free... And use him as a backup, fine. But I think in this stage in his career, I don't think he's going to want to be used as a backup. But I can't see us offering him much more than just a place on the bench at the minute. So I don't know whether that'll happen. And he'll probably want higher wages than we're willing to pay. <laughs> better than what he's getting at Chelsea at the moment. He's not True. even in the, he's not even on the bench most weeks. So. True. Um, but well, it, it remains to be seen. I mean, I wouldn't turn it down if we were going to pick him up for, for next nothing. Um, yeah, no, no. Wouldn't turn down a move like that. Obviously, experienced international um, to come in on, into your team and maybe sit on, on the bench, help the younger lads. Then great, and obviously a fellow scouser. So Gerard will yeah. get on with it, even if he's never. You did, you did sort of your business like quite early because I remember, yeah, sort of the Katina and the guy that you got on free on, on a free as well. They were almost 
pretty much just after the season ended. Yeah. Um, so you, you can't, whether that was something to do with Jared, he just wanted to sort of get things done and over the line. So he had, you know, a full squad for pre-season and, and obviously, I think Diego Carlos is, you know, is a very good signing, I think, because he was, he was, um, tipped to go to Newcastle in January. Um, I'm not, not sure what happened then, and I'm pretty sure the fee was around 40 million. So, you know, if you've got him for for 25, then that's a a huge bonus. But yeah, he's he's a very good centre back. So I think he's, you know, he's, he's got quite a name for himself. I was quite to, I was quite pleased to see us doing business early on because I think yeah. in the past we have left it quite late and we panic bought some people. So it's nice to see a plan. Um, being put in place. I'm, yeah. I mean, our signings now, and obviously they didn't join the squad. I think till the first of July. But really, the last signing that we made was announced on the fourth of June. So it's been over a month, apart from August Vincent, who's coming on loan. It's been over a yeah, month yeah. since we've announced anybody. Um, other than we we got we picked up a young lad from Rangers who's going into our under eighteen team. But yeah, that to me says we've got a, a definite plan. We've got a full pre season with four new players, well, five new players if you count the loan, um, and it will, it will give them a chance to get bedded in rather than joining yeah, yeah. pre-season game left or, or even no pre-season games left. Um, oh, I think it's much better than what we've done in the past. Because the, se- the season literally starts in about three weeks' time, doesn't it? Because like, yeah. the championship starts a week on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, mad. Um, well, <clears throat> contrasting um, really to Chelsea, they've only really just started doing doing some transfers. Um, obviously, the, the the two players that are in are Sterling and Koulibaly. Um, Sterling for around forty five, fifty million, which I think is a really good price um, yeah. for an English winger who's you know he got fifteen goals for Man City um, last season, and it's definitely something that we need. We need a winger who can score goals. Um, because our wingers last season just didn't score enough. We were too reliant on sort of the centre forward in the midfield to pick up the goals. Um, I, and to be fair, it was one that I wouldn't have said, you know, if someone said to me at the end of the season, Sterling's going to join Chelsea, I probably I wouldn't, have thought, wouldn't have thought much of it, to be honest with you, because I didn't think, one, he'd want to leave Man City, and, and two, if he wanted to leave, that he'd want to leave to that sort of arrival. So, um Quite surprised that Man City agreed to sell him um, to someone in the Premier League because I, I still think he could get in most teams, you know, around the world. So for me, I think that's a really, really good signing. Um, it's probably going to be our marquee signing um, of the summer. I don't think that we'll be paying much more than what we pay for Sterling on another player. Um, so yeah, and then we've got obviously Koulibaly from Napoli. You know, he is in his 30s, but uh, again, um, from, you know, from things I've seen online and from Champions League I've seen, you know, in the last couple of seasons, he's a very reliable defender and it's something that we definitely need. You know, with Rudiger and sort of Christensen both going, it's, you know, left a, a massive, massive gap in, in the defence, um, especially with Rudiger, because I thought he was probably Chelsea's best player last season. Um, shame that he's gone. And gone on a free as well, which is mm. a bit mad, really. Um, and then maybe, maybe Jules Kunde, but um, bit of 
to and fro on that one. I think with 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 will he will he come or will he not? I've seen things that he's waiting that possibly Barcelona may come in for him. And he, they're coming he, in for everybody else, aren't they? Oh so. yeah, with this endless amount of money that they don't have, <laughs> but they have. I don't know. I don't know the whole backstory to that, but um, yeah, with Kunde, I, you know, it's another one that he was. He's been linked with Chelsea for almost a year now, I think. Um, and if we got him in, I think you know he'd be a great addition to the defence. Um, again, from what I've seen. Um, you know, from Europa League and stuff he's been playing in. Um, he'd be very handy to have. But I've heard if he joins, Aspilicueta's going to leave um, and go to Barcelona. So, um, again, I don't really know why Barcelona seems to be involved in every single transfer that Chelsea seems to be going for or making. Um, I don't really know. After, apparently after um, Chuck Wemeka from us, who doesn't look like he's going to sign a new contract as well. So they're... Yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Story this summer, Barcelona have been mentioned, and I, st- I, I can't figure out how they've managed to do it. But um... well, three weeks ago, they couldn't afford to play their players. They got Frankie <laughs> De Jong, that they they're trying to push out the club to Man United for eighty odd million, but they owe him sixteen, seventeen million in wages apparently. So, what? Why would he leave knowing that he's not going to see that money again? So. I'd, I'd, I really don't know what's going on there, but um, obviously players that have left, um, Lukaku on loan, um, that lasted a long time. <laughs> he did, um, uh, yeah. So you know, I. Do you I not think a striker in? <sighs> this is it. I, we haven't really been linked to a striker since you know since since Lukaku left. So, I mean. He, at, towards the end of the season, he was playing Havertz as like a false nine. So I don't, I, I don't know what the plan is. Um, I would assume if they're not signing a striker, that um, Michi Batshuayi will stay. Um, I, I don't know if you even realised he was still at Chelsea. I had, still no, there. I, had, I had no idea he was still there. I, I think you might give Brozier a go, but it's, it looks like West Ham. He looks like he's off. Yeah. Yeah, well, it looks like they're going to. I think they're going to do the same sort of deal as what they did with Tammy Abraham, is let him go for twenty, thirty million, but have a, have a clause in there to say that we can buy him back for for like forty, forty-five million. So um, it's it's a weird one, really, because he he didn't travel out originally with the squad to America, but then he got bought out, and now he's back in this country. They're saying he's injured, but I'm not completely sure about that. I mean, <laughs> the papers would suggest otherwise. Um, but yeah, so obviously Lukaku's gone. Uh, like I said, Rudiger and Christensen both left on a free, um, which is a shame. Um, because what do you think needs to happen to get you to the next level? Then I'm talking, you know, Chat Ch- Ch- City and Liverpool. Who? What players <laughs> need? Oh well, for one thing, I think we need a striker that's going to score twenty, twenty-five goals a season, and getting one of them is not cheap. I mean, I was very surprised that um, you weren't linked heavily with Lewandowski purely. Well, I think, yeah, I think he, I think, I think they would have, I think he, they would have put a bid in for him, but I think he's, I think it's been, you know, he hasn't been shy about the whole situation. I think he was very keen on. 
aren't signing from Barcelona. Um, but, you know, I think the, the problem Chelsea have had is they've got a history of signing strikers who've done well in other European leagues. But obviously, when they've come to England, um, they've not done as well. Um, so I think I think the only other option is to sign a striker that's going to get you 25 goals in the Premier League, and there's only about three or four of those that I think can do it. One of them is Ronaldo, and I think it's been suggested that we were linked with him, but I think that's that ship has sailed now. I don't think they're going to go for him. Harry Kane, who again is going to cost you probably 150, 170 million, yeah. which you know, it's ridiculous. I don't think we'd ever spend that. Salah, uh, oh, played for us. Played for us already. He's not going to come back to us. Uh, and the other one is Son. And I just don't think he'd leave Tottenham for Chelsea. So, um, I don't know what they're going to do. I think we we need... An aging body, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I think it, Havertz is, is a good choice to have. I think, um, but that's somewhere where we are going to lack, especially if we don't sign anyone. Uh, and I think the the centre back situation, I think we got Koulibaly in, but I think we're going to need Kunde and we're going to need another um, yeah. world class defender in there. And no disrespect to sort of uh, Chaloba, that obviously he is still young, um, and Thiago Silva is the opposite end of Chaloba. Yeah. He's thirty seven, going to be thirty eight by the time the season finishes. So he's nowhere near going to be able to play as many games as he did last season. Um, so yeah, I think I think midfield. I think midfield is probably where we are. Um, well, we are not. Um, shall we say? Not in need of a player. Uh, I think we've got Kante and we've got Mount, and then we've got Kovacic and Jorginho. So I think between those four, I think we are pretty sorted in the midfield. But then that leads to the question: What happens to Gallagher? Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a really good season at Palace. It's going to take something special for him to get in that Chelsea side this season. Um, I would loan him out again, if I'm honest. Because um, you've got to think next season, it's more than likely this is probably going to be Kante's last season at Chelsea, um, possibly Jorginho's last season at Chelsea as well. So that there are going to be gaps within that midfield that he can he can easily take next season, I think. Um, and then you've got other players like Ross Barkley and Loftus Cheek. I I just don't I don't see where they fit in to. Yeah. To the squad, you know, they tried Loftus Cheek last season, sort of playing at the back. I mean, it worked, um, but I don't think that's long term for him to be playing at centre back. And with Barkley, I, d- I don't know really. Uh, when he has played, he's played quite well, I thought. But um, I saw Thomas Tuchel say that Barkley, it was Barkley Batshuayi, and there was another player I can't remember who he named now. But he was saying that they were the, he was impressed with those three so far in pre-season. So I don't know. I think I think if an offer came in for Barkley, I think they'd sell him. Yeah. Uh, same with Loftus Cheek. I think if the right offer came in for him, I think they'd sell him. Um, uh, we obviously lost Danny Drinkwater as well. Yeah. 
special five seasons at Chelsea for him. Yeah. Um, and he's made no. Um, I saw he came out of a social media post basically saying he should never join the club, basically. Yeah, I'm so. blaming you for everything. I think, or blaming Chelsea for everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the thing, the thing, the thing that happened with him is he was signed. He he was a, a, a very last minute signing five years ago, um, purely on the basis that he'd won the league with Leicester City. So, and he was English, and there was new rules coming in around then about obviously having to have English players. In the Champions League, so um, I mean, at the end of the day, he was the one that signed such a big contract. You know, it's not, you know, I think he should be blaming his agent more than anyone else. So, but yeah, obviously he's gone. Um, I'm trying to think of other players that have gone. I'm sure there's more. Um, but have you still got Billy Gilmore, or is he going out on loan again? Um, he is another one that went out with the. Um, squad, um, but he has been—he's been flown back to another part of America where the under twenty ones are playing at the moment, oh. um, and he's playing. He played last night for them. Actually, started last night for them. So, I would say I would suggest that he is more than likely to go out on loan. Um, if he's being told, I think the whole reason in behind it was he wasn't going to get any game time in the in the, the two friendlies that they'd had, mm. uh, purely the basis that they've got 28, 30 players out there at the moment. So they wanted him to get game time. So from what I've heard, that's why they sent him over to the under 21s are playing in a a, a cup thingy over there at the moment. So yeah, so just, just yeah. Look at- just looking at the Chelsea squad a second, and uh, Ethan Ampadu is obviously another midfielder. But yeah, he's with yeah, he's, he's over there mate, with them. We totally forgot about him. You've still got Emerson, and he's over there. <laughs> unbelievably, you've still got Baba Rahman, who must yep. have been there now for five years. No, uh, more than that. he's actually been with you for seven years and made a grand total of fifteen appearances. Yeah, I don't think he is over with the squad. No, he is over with the squad. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Bakayoko left as well a couple of days ago. Yes, I did. Uh, just, just after he got his pocket searched by the police. <laughs> did you see that? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the video? Yeah. Uh, where the the bloke the bloke oh. obviously you can't see what he says to the mate uh, mate who searched him and the mate he looks up and he's like you can rip lip read him saying that uh, Milan <laughs> player Milani and then he he looks around like oh god what have I done. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a nice welcoming um, yeah. video. Like you know, when they do the video launch um, for for new players, or yeah. when you start, they've got theirs right there. That they, they yeah. did it on the cheap. Brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of like um, Chelsea and Villa, I guess, in a nutshell at the moment. But we'll have a look at some of the other um, transfers. I think the biggest one for the Premier League is. More than likely Erling Haaland. Um, he is the player that every, um, probably club in the country, if not the world, would have, um, 
chewed their arm off for, especially at the price that Man City have got him for, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Like 50, 60 million that they paid for him is yeah. mad. Yeah, I mean, like I'm looking at 54 million is the figure I've got in front of me. Crazy, I'm looking at Calvin Phillips for 44 million. And, you know, no disrespect to Calvin Phillips, but he is not ten million pound less player than Erling Haaland is. <laughs> we are mean, gonna talk yeah, we're gonna talk about him in a minute as well. He's on the yeah. list to talk about, isn't he? It, it, um, I mean, it, they paid half of what they paid for Grealish for Erling Haaland. Yeah. Un, just unbelievable. I know but he's he's gonna bang in goals this year. He is definitely. He, he I've already done my fantasy teams for <laughs> uh <laughs> my son's dream team and my um my Premier League one and he was the first player that I put in it didn't matter what the price was, he just went straight in. Yeah. Um because I just I you you look at him and I know with some foreign players people are a bit wary, especially if you're a Chelsea fan and you buy a foreign striker. Um, you think, is he going to do well in the Premier League? And I think you can just, the way he plays and his sort of strength and um, pace, his pace and his dribbling is just, you just know he's going to be a star in the Premier League. You, you can tell he's going to get 25, 30 goals a season. Um, and he's going to terrify, he's going to terrify some of the defences this season, especially some of the teams that have come up. Like for I no disrespect to Forrest, but uh, you know he it, it's the, you know it's those sorts of defenses he's going to come up against and think blimey I'm going to get three four goals in one game there. And there's, um, no, there's no weakness to his game, you know he's good in uh, the air, he can take people on, he's quick, he's got that striker's instinct of just being in the right place at the right time. He's scored so many different types of goals that I just I it's. I'll be very, very surprised if he doesn't get 20 goals this season. Very yeah. surprised. And, and that's injuries aside. Um, <clears throat> I think he's every bit the player that Aguero was. And oh, definitely, yeah. They've got another 10 plus years of, of this if they can keep hold of him, obviously. But, I mean, the person I feel sorry for is they signed Julian Alvarez. Um, I can't remember how much they paid for him, but he probably joined thinking Aguero's left. You know, young yeah. young striker just made my debut for Argentina, coming in to take his place. And they've gone while he's been out on loan. They've gone, no, we're going to take. Is <laughs> Erling Haaland? Yeah, I, yeah, he's, he he might be a bit annoyed, but I know he can play out on the wing as well. So I mean, oh yeah, deep but... places, but. Yeah, they've they've had a good transfer window, I think. City. I know they've not bought um, yeah, no, no, amounts of players, but they've bought what they've needed. I think they've been a bit smarter. Obviously, they've got more money to spend, so they can buy the best. But it was clear they needed a centre forward because it just, even though they won the league, didn't really work last season. Not having a striker, and I think we all we all saw it. You know, if they'd have had Hartland last season they'd have won the league by 20 points mm-hmm. it just wouldn't have been close and they've obviously seen Calvin Phillips as a Fernandinho replacement which I think is a really good bit of business because he's still what 20 25 26 yep. English so he fills that quota as well um so I, I think he'll be a success as well and I and I don't yeah I don't think they've put a foot wrong really in this transfer window no I think I think with Haaland I, I do think that sort of in two three years time He'll probably be the best player in the world. 
Yeah. I, just have a fe- I just have a feeling that he... They've actually made a profit, um, Man City, which isn't like them, because they've obviously sold Sterling to you and yeah. us to Arsenal. I was quite surprised that they let Sterling go, to be honest. Um, yeah, so was I. I. I, maybe, I think he must have asked to leave, or, you know, he wasn't... Oh, well, yeah, because I think, I think you... you Obviously, in the back of a lot of players' minds, as he sat there seeing players like Alvarez mm. and Haaland coming in and thinking, well, they've just spent 100 million on Grealish as well, sort of last season. You know, they're not, it's not like they're going to bench, you know, ha- Haaland's, he's going to be, if he's fit, he's, he's going right. to be 100% in that squad. Yeah. And they've got other players like Bernardo Silva, who I think is on par with Sterling. Yeah, uh, and probably Grealish. I'd probably say Grealish and Sterling are probably just as you know, pretty much the same on a skill level as well. So, um, with obviously the World Cup coming up as well, maybe he's just got that in the back of his mind, and he knows he'll get first team football. Yeah, he's yeah. without a shadow of doubt he's going to be one of the number one picks at Chelsea. I, I can't see him not being, um, not being picked. So. Yeah, and the Jesus one as well to Arsenal. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised by that purely because, well, they've just signed two strikers, Man City. So, <laughs> you know, Jesus was always that one player behind Aguero. And even last season, they, he was pretty much the only striker they had and he was still not getting games. So, you know, I kind of understand that. And obviously you mentioned Phillips as well. Yeah. We've got to talk about Leeds quickly. Um Yes, please. please. For me, me, their two best players, Rafinha and Phillips, are gone. Yeah. I mean, they've made made a pretty penny on both. You know, Rafinha's, I think, in the region about 60, 65 million to Barcelona with their endless pot of Spotify money, whatever it is. And then Phillips, I think you, how much did you say? Uh, like 44 million, I think it says. On so they've easily they've easily made a million on two players, which you yeah. know is, is a great investment for them. Not well, such a great spent, investment in their squad. Well, they have uh, spent that money already. Yeah, yeah, yeah but who who have they spent it on? Exactly. I, well, this is what I was going to say. I, I mean, I don't know if you've got the list in front. Reel it off. No, yeah, no, reel it off, and I I will tell you if I've heard of the player or not. Or, <laughs> Okay, so the highest fee they've spent is thirty million on Brendan Aronson. No, never heard of him. Uh, from Red Bull Salzburg, I play uh, football manager. You know, five six hours a week. Never heard of him. Um, signing number two, someone who I have actually heard of because I'm always manager of Ajax and I play him regularly. So twenty two and a half million for Louis Sinistera from Feyenoord. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Um, fifteen million on Tyler Adams. Uh, he's an American midfielder, isn't he, from the Bundesliga? I can't, I can't tell you who he played for, but I know he's American. They, they've done basically deals with Red Bull, so Red Bull, oh. he's come from, and then uh, eleven point, well, nearly twelve million on Rasmus Christensen. No, any idea? No, another from Red no. Bull Salzburg. He's a no. right back, apparently. Um. Uh, this is this is where Matey used to manage, wasn't it? Oh, I, I think he I think he did manage yeah, them, yeah. Them, yeah. Yeah. And then um eleven million on Mark Rocker. Uh, who I have I have actually heard. I don't think I've heard of him. Yeah, I I have I have bought him once on Football Manager, but that's the only reason I know who he is. Okay. And, and so he's from Bayern. 
And then there's a five million on Darko Giabi, who's an eighteen year old from Manchester City. Um and that is it. Okay, and they've spent so, so they've spent ninety five million pounds. They've done a Fulham. They've, they've received ninety six million pounds. They've they've done a Fulham. They've he, the I think the manager is buying players that played well for him in for his Salzburg team, and now they are coming to the Premier League. I I I honestly think Leeds will get relegated this season. I, I think I think those two players that they've lost. I think the six or seven players that you've just named then, I'd rather have those two players than the list of five or six that you gave me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just, it it doesn't seem to me like they've spent the money wisely. I mean, I think there's a lot of better players they could have bought that already play in the Premier League. I'm not, I'm not saying this just because I'm a Chelsea fan. They probably had the money to buy Ross Barkley, Loftus Cheek. They could have got both of those for about thirty million, I reckon, fifteen yeah. million each. You know, there are players out there they could have gone for. Yeah. Uh, they just um, seem to have bought all these players from abroad. I don't know what their transfer policy is as well, but. Well, it seems like if they're American or if they've played for Salzburg, <laughs> they can come. They're look, in. Basically, look at, well, looking at the list in front of me, so I'm looking at their age. Um, yeah. Brendan Aronson, 21. Sinistera, 23. Adams, 23. Christensen, 24. Rocker, 25. That, to me, says yeah, yeah. future. Future, and, yeah. You know, they're obviously... Phillips is 26, and Rafinha 25. So you know they're not they're not old. I'm I'm not saying that, but to right. invest the, all the money that you get from them in like 21, 23 year olds, that to me says they're trying to look towards the future. I don't know whether it's that they think they might go down and they'll they'll they're sort of rebuilding. I don't think that for a second at the moment. I think in January, if they're near the bottom and they're still doing this, then that will be what's happening. Um, but who, I mean, who, I don't, I don't know these players. I don't know. That's the thing. If they've, if they've offered them first team positions as well. Yeah. Would that's a lot of players to integrate into a first team. Yeah. I mean, the, the youngest is Brendan Aronson at 21 and they paid 30 million pounds for him. So he's, he's got to be in the first team. Else what's the point in spending that amount yeah. of money? So he's, yeah. I mean, he's an attacking midfielder. So, They've got Sinistera, who's a left winger, which I imagine is the Rafinha replacement. Yeah. I know Rafinha plays on the right, but I think they can sort of swap. Um, and their defensive midfield, they've, I mean, they've bought Tyler Adams and Mark Rocker. So two people to replace one, which is Calvin Phillips. I mean, the only the only thing I will say in in um, defensive leads at the minute, really? they really struggled last year with injuries, didn't they? Yeah. It was a big part of their season where they had especially defenders out injured. So maybe they're looking at that and thinking, well, we don't want that situation again. So we're going to buy no. a bigger squad so that if there is injuries, we've still got someone to come in. So perhaps that's their thinking. They're thinking we'll learn from last year and not do the same thing again. Um, but looking at the list of players that they're getting rid of, I mean, Tyler Roberts has gone out on loan. Um, Shackleton's gone out on loan and he's been like quite a good prospect for them. 
And I think, well, if they are if they are going to do that, why not keep Shackleton at the club as a centre midfielder and yeah. use a backup option rather than buy someone for more money? But I, do, I don't know. Uh, they're going to be a big loss anyway, put it that way. Rafinha and Phillips especially. Rafinha could go missing in games, but he could he could win them a game just as easy. So um, it's it's going to be yeah, they've got a big few weeks up ahead. I think if they can buy a couple more people, maybe they've got a bit of money still stashed away. If they can make another marquee signing, then maybe, but it's not looking great for them. So uh, one last player that we're going to talk about, um, Ronaldo. Yeah. I mean, what, what is going on at the moment with Ronaldo? I mean, two, three weeks ago, it came out that he had asked the club that he wanted to leave. Um, because he wanted to pursue Champions League football, um, which is understandable. Um, but why sign a two-year contract mm. if you were unsure that they'd get to the Champions League? I mean, anyway. Um, but linked with every club <laughs> uh, in the Champions League, yep. um, and I think they are making their way through the list um, and I don't know where it's going to end at the moment with him. I because Ten Hag has come out and said that he's spoken to him, and that he, they they're going to build a team around him. Um, but it seems like he is still adamant that he wants to leave now. Mm-hmm. One, how much do you pay for a thirty-seven-year-old? Yeah, nothing. How much do you pay for Cristiano Ronaldo, who's thirty-seven-year-old? That's what that's what I mean. There's there's a I, difference here. I yeah. still wouldn't if if Villa were in the Champions League. I still wouldn't like anything over ten million because it's not a long-term okay. solution. Obviously, I know Ronaldo is a once-in-a-generation talent. I know that he's probably going to come in and. If we were to buy him this season, he probably would get... I mean, how many goals did he score for United last year? 17, 18, something like that. He'd probably get those same figures again for whoever he signs for. But really, you're going to end up paying massive wages, let's be honest, because he's not going to come cheap in wages. He's not going to say, yeah, I'll come and play play for you for 30 grand a week, 40 grand a week. No, he's going to want 200 grand a week. It's not a cheap investment, even if you get him for free. I mean, United... Last year, I think they, although they got him for, for basically nothing, it's still an expensive transfer purely because of his wages. Yeah, I don't actually think. I mean, yes, he he obviously makes teams better in the sense of he's a good player, but I don't think he brings the best out of his teammates. I think if you moved him into a happy dressing room, he would either be fine or he'd ruin it. But if you move him to an unhappy dressing room like he did at United, just it makes things worse because there's the pressure. You're not just playing for the club. You're playing to like impress Ronaldo. <laughs> you're playing to not be moaned at by Ronaldo. And I think that's that's the downside. So I, I can't see him moving personally. But yeah, if, I... like, the only team that's going to work for is if he's going to rejoin Madrid, mm. maybe like a Bayern or someone like that. I agree. I, th- I think it's, I think the, the time has moved on a bit too far now. I think for anyone, I think everyone, unless Barcelona have got some more money somewhere, um, which I highly doubt it. I don't um, go to Barcelona though because I think he's so obsessed with Madrid. I don't, I don't think he'd do that. But I don't think. I don't think they. I think. I don't think Madrid would go from now that they've got Benz, Benzema's mm. 
you know, fine on all cylinders. I didn't think, I mean, they they could, but they'd have to stick him out wide because there's no way that they would replace Benzema right now. Yeah. I mean, if honest, honestly, if someone said to me, who would you rather have, Benzema or Ronaldo? I think I'd go with Benzema. At the moment, um, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I genuinely think the only club, because obviously Lewandowski's just gone, I think the only club at the minute where he would probably go in and, and do well and not have a negative effect on them would probably be Bayern Munich. Because there's a gap there yeah. as a centre forward now. And they could happily pay his wages. And then in two years' time, when he gets to 39 and decides I want to hang up my boots or I want to go back to sporting or whatever he wants to do, they will still have the money in place to replace him. Or they're known for bringing their younger prospects through. So there might be someone in their academy. Yeah, I saw. I saw Sporting are one of the teams that are um, still on the list. I mean, but I think Napoli were the other ones as well that I saw. Um, but I think I don't. I don't think it will be a move within England. I don't think it will be to Spain, and I don't think the only place you'd go in France is PSG. And I don't think that. I think their wage structure at the moment yeah. is is literally boiling over as it is. So I, I can't really see him uh, PSG being interested. So I think you're right. I think Bayern Munich, if you're looking at a top-tier team, I think Bayern Munich are probably the only ones left there who have, you know, space for him. I mean, if not, he'll just have to go to Sporting. And, you know, they ain't going to pay 200 grand a week for him. No, don't tell you that now. They, they, they probably pay forty-five, fifty grand at most for their top players in that league. So, yeah, I mean, shall, um, having a look, at, having a look at Bayern now, and yeah, I mean they're only. Well, I suppose they've just signed Mane, but obviously he's really a wide player more than anything. Yeah, I think Muller's yeah. more of a. He's more of a sort of a, an attacking midfielder, isn't he? He's not. He's never been an out-and-out striker for them. So I think the only strikers at the minute are. But so, somehow he manages to get a move to a big club every window. Is it Eric Maxim Chupo Moting? Yeah, he was there last season, though, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was obviously at PSV, PSG for a bit as well. He's been at all the top clubs in Europe, mate. Yeah, don't know how. And then he must have a good agent. They've got Joshua Xerxes as well. He's obviously quite young, twenty-one years old. Yeah, I saw he might be going. I saw his name being linked. Um, to one of the French clubs, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember who it was now. It was Lyon or Lille. I can't remember. It was one of them on did, loan. Something. Did very well on loan for Anderlecht this year. So yeah. maybe they'll give him a go. Um, I mean, you can't. I say you can't really bell. Obviously, you can. But um, with the players that Bayern have got, if you're a striker, you're going to get. It's, it's the best chance you've got of scoring goals, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. You're playing with Mane and Muller and Nabry and players like that um, in, the, in the German league, then, um, yeah, if you can't do well in that league, then you're not going to be a world-class striker. So maybe they'll give him a chance. I don't know. But, yeah, I think uh, Bayern are the only club that Ronaldo would probably fit in at the moment. And But I, I personally don't think he's going to leave. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he, I think it would have been done by now. Yeah. Right, well, that's, that's all the transfer talk. All done. Um, so that's the end of part one in part two we'll be back with all the usual um, fun things um, the wonders of why who am I and there's a transfer related quiz as well so we'll be back in two
Hello and welcome back to part two of this transfer special. Um, we're going to go on to the Wonders of White now. Now these are all um, historic transfer related stats, if you if you say. Nice. Okay, so the highest fee ever paid for a player from a team outside of Europe was Oscar when he left Chelsea to join Shanghai um, for 60 million euros. How did you get that much for him? Wow. You know, that, was, that was when the Chinese League was going through there. Um, there was no restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, money wasn't, um, you know, they were trying to basically be one of the biggest leagues in the world and it um, failed miserably. <laughs> okay, so... Um, some of these are just for uh, comedic um, effect. Uh, so Manchester United paid three more million um, for Maguire than Liverpool did for Van Dijk. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 don't uh, I don't want to laugh at Maguire because he's an England centre back, but yeah. On himself sometimes. He um he got booed for the first fifteen. I don't know if you've seen, but for the first fifteen minutes of a friendly the other day, he got booed. Yeah. Every time he touched the ball, um, don't know why. Um, no. but yeah. Um, so the top ten transfers of all time consist of these countries. So players, um, basically that have moved clubs, and that are in the top ten transfers. So there were four. There's four French players. Two Brazilians, an Englishman, a Belgian, uh, a Portuguese, and a Welshman. Gareth Bale, the next one will be. Well, yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this one. Um, so the only player left um, from the 90s in the top 100 transfers is Christian Vieri. Oh, really? And he signed from Lazio to Inter Milan for 49 million euros. Um, he is literally on the verge of being knocked out of that as well. Um, I think four more transfers over that um, price and he will be out of the top 100. But he lives on um, in the top 100. He was 100. as well for Inter Milan, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Although it was a lot, money well spent. That was 1999 that transfer happened. That was 49 million euros. So I would have thought at the time that was probably one of the biggest transfers ever yeah. um, in Italy, um, which probably equates to about over 100 million euros now. Yeah. So you can tell what kind of player he was. So that was the Wonders of White. So next up, Liam, um, I have a quiz for you. Um, these are very random. And this took me a long time to put together because it's very hard um, to get quiz questions about transfers um, because it seems to be very specific. Okay, cool. Um, they, they go from easy to hard to easy to just weird. Okay. Okay, so the first one is name the player who left Barcelona for PSG for 222 million euros. 222 million euros. Barcelona PSGs. It's only got to be... Wow. No, it's, it could actually be... I was doubting myself for a minute there. It's Neymar, isn't it? It's got to be. It is Neymar. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I thought Messi for some reason, but no, he was obviously 
very mostly free. He was very much free. Um, who is Aston Villa's current record signing? I had to put current because I did this two days ago, and just in case they actually signed anyone within those two days. Uh, I, th- I think it's still... Is it Buendia? It's still, still Buendia, yeah. Just, yeah. Only just. Um, th- this, uh, you know, this, uh, I don't expect you to get this one, but um, can you name me the first £1 million player? I can, actually. Oh, good um, it's, uh, I think, oh no, in in the UK or just UK, yeah, yeah. It's Trevor Francis, I think. It is Trevor Francis, yeah. yeah. And I, obviously, I know that because of his Birmingham City, Birmingham, yeah, and, and not really enjoying him being their manager um, back back when I was a kid. So yeah, I, I yeah, random bit of knowledge that I do know. Okay. Uh, so three players have transferred to seven different Premier League clubs. Can you name me one of them? And I'll give you a clue. There's an Englishman, a Welshman, and an an Israelian amongst these uh, ranks. Sounds like the start of a joke, but um, I I'm going to guess because I'm pretty sure there's only one Israeli player that's uh, played in the Premier League. I'm going to say Benny Yoon. It wasn't Ben Ayin, no. What? Okay. Um, all right, that's my Israeli one not got. Welsh has got to be Bellamy, hasn't it? <laughs> not Bellamy, but... Not Bellamy. Okay. So, oh, go on, then. I think he's Welsh, anyway. Is Wayne Routledge Welsh? Or have I just completely just got <laughs> his country wrong? No. I'm going to Google it. Hang on. Okay, Google it. Um, the other one was Andy Cole. And um, again, I don't, I don't know if Google's let me down with this, and, but tell Ben Oyim as well. Yeah, no, he, he, he's Israeli. Um, Wayne Routledge was born in Sidcup, England. Okay, then ignore the Welsh reference. Um, he's I definitely not Welsh. He plays for so many. Apparently, so this is what I'm being told. Yeah, Crystal Palace, Spurs, Portsmouth, Fulham, Villa, Cardiff, QPR, Newcastle, QPR again, and then Swansea City. Yeah. Play for Swansea yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's not who am I this week, by the way. Just okay. uh, in case you, uh, you thought I'd given the game away. <laughs> okay. So who currently holds the record for the highest transfer fee for a teenager? Um, oh, I'm, I'm gonna because I think he's still a teenager, and I know they paid a lot for him. I'm gonna say Vinicius for Real Madrid was Mbappe. Oh, of course it was. Oh, of course it was. Hundred and forty million. It was they paid Monaco for him. Now okay. he's manager, sporting director. Physio, he's everything. He's everything now. Um, in 2009, which which Brazilian legend moved from Milan to Real Madrid for 50 million pounds? In 2000 and when? 2009. Moved from Milan to Madrid. Oh, it's got it's Kaká, isn't it? It's got to be. It is Kaká, yeah. Yeah. What's the player he was, and then just disappeared. 
Okay, next one is um, the rec- so this is the record for the highest fee paid for an Afcon player who moved to Arsenal called Nicolas Pepe. But which club did he move from? It was one of the French ones. Um, Leon? Close. Got the first letter of the name right. One of the ones that begin with L is Leon, Leo, or Lon. Um, Yeah. It's the middle one. It was Lil. Lil, yeah. Yeah. It's 50-50. It was one of the two. So, uh, in in the 2011-2012 season, Aston Villa loaned which player from LA Galaxy? Oh, the legend. The legend that is Robbie Keane. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay. My absolute favourite goal for Villa is Robbie Keane against Wolves because he just absolutely smacked it from 25 yards in off the bar. And then... Um, yeah, that basically kept us up that season. So I didn't, I didn't realise that he he was at LA Galaxy. I thought it was later on. I thought it was like fourteen, fifteen. He was there, but apparently not. Apparently, he moved over in two thousand ten. So this one is just uh, you. You you will even know this one, or you won't know this one at all. So in two thousand, Luis Figo made a controversial transfer from Barcelona to Real Madrid. However, when the two teams met, he was <laughs> coins and bottles were thrown at him. But what other object was also thrown at him? Oh God! Um, I have no idea. Coins? I don't know. A flare? It was a pig's head. Wow! I mean, how do you smuggle that into a? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the padding down um, that day was, uh, you know, weak. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. How do you manage that? I mean, I was impressed that we managed to throw a cabbage at Steve Bruce, but a pig's head is... Yeah, I just hope that he didn't take a whole pig in with him. No. And, uh, yeah. Um, So this this one, yeah, I just, to be honest with you, I just, I ran out of ideas. So, um, um, so you've probably never heard of this player, but he's called Mo Johnson. Um, but but why was his move from Nantes to Rangers so controversial in the late eighties? No idea. Um, I don't Nonster know. I bet it was Rangers. Nantes to Rangers. I don't know. I bet they did they pay him? Did they pay them? Be in something like I don't know bags of sand or something. Uh, I don't know. No, it's basically there's a long, long story, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. So basically, two two years prior to this transfer playing, he had played for Celtic. Right. Um, and what had happened is that um, he moved to Nantes, and then when Nantes said that they wanted to sell him. He was on the verge of signing for Celtic, but changed, had a late change of heart and signed for Rangers. Bearing in mind Celtic were his, was his boyhood club, mm-hmm. and it's also got it also had religious um, a, a religious consequences um, with it as well. Right. Um, all to do with Catholic and Protestants, 
um, and Rangers fans boycotted games that he was at um, until he scored the winning goal that won them the league, and then they all started coming back. Of so, course, yeah, I'll come back. Yeah. Mate. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, no idea. Never heard that before. No, neither had I. Um, until then. So yeah, um, one, two, three, four. So you got half of them right. You got five out of ten. And to be fair, oh, okay. I would have only known about three or four of those. So um, nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm pleased with my Trevor Francis knowledge. That got me through. Yeah, that did get you through. Uh, so yeah, so that was the quiz. And now Liam has got a Who Am I? I have. Yes. So a quick Who Am I? to end this transfer special. No, this one isn't related to transfers, really, although he obviously has made some transfers. <laughs> I'm going to let you decide what way you want me to read it. Do you want me to go here? Uh, I always prefer to go from start to, to either where he is now or where okay. he's finished. So I'll, straight off the bat, he has retired. Okay. Uh, so I'll go from the beginning of his career to the end. Okay, so yeah. he started off. Um, I'm going to skip his first club because he never played for them um, and he just played like youth team so his first professional appearance was for Independiente to River Plate he then moved to Real Madrid Inter Milan Leicester City Olympiacos oh blimey I mean, there can't really be many players that play for Leicester City and Real Madrid. Um, 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 it, who was his last club? Sorry, Olympiacos. Oh, it's the Leicester City one that's really thrown me. Um, how long ago did he retire? Uh, so he left Olympiacos in 2017. Alright, oh, see, that's been. So a good five years now. I, the, the start of his career makes me think that he is Argentinian. Because you said he, uh, what was the, it was Independiente uh, and then River Plate. And then River Plate. And they're both they're big Argentina club, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Which makes me think he'd be Argentina. I I'm really, really struggling here. Shall I give you a clue and tell I mean, you who he played the most games for? Yeah, you can, uh, but I don't think it's going to help because I can't think of anyone. So the club he played the most games for is Inter Milan. He was, he, was there for ten, he was there for 10 years. Oh, hang on. Is it Cambiasso? It is Esteban Cambiasso. Oh. It's, it's his bold head. It's the bold <laughs> head. I couldn't, I couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Cambiasso. I, I'll be completely honest with you. I never knew that he played for Leicester City. He, he played the year before they won the title. Um, oh, maybe I do remember it then. I just yeah, a lot of Leicester fans sort of you know put that signing down to them staying up that season, and obviously, and they went on to win the league. So I think a lot of them like yeah. it because it wouldn't, wouldn't have happened probably without him. I think he was their best player. Probably. But he, yeah. he actually started 
his youth career at well, he said Argentinos Juniors, but then he moved to Real Madrid in 1996 and stayed there for two years. But well, he, he never, never played. He only played for their B team, and then he moved back to Independiente into Argentina, and then Real Madrid brought him back again. How many games did he say he played for Inter Milan? 315. Oh, that actually might be a little bit more mm. in terms of like his total games. I'm just going to have a look now. Oh. 431 games in total. Oh, blimey. Well, Chuffer, I got that. Yeah, not bad, is it? I t- it I- if, if we if we would have gone the other way, that I knew he must have been Argentina, and to to play at those two clubs, there's not many no. players that come out of there that aren't homegrown. I just, I just can't. Yeah, it was the, it was the Leicester City thing that was throwing me, if I'm honest. Yeah, it, uh, it was a big signing for them. I, I I can't remember if it was free or whether they paid anything. I just can't remember. So he must have signed from Real Madrid to Leicester, did you say? Uh, he signed from Inter Milan to Leicester. Oh, yeah. Milan, 2014, yeah. 2015. Um, played 31 games in the Premier League and scored five goals. Um, yeah, the year before they won the title. So, um, yeah, he was a big player for them that season because obviously that was the great escape season where they were bottomed by a long, long way and then um, survived in the last couple of weeks. By I think they won like six or seven on the bounce. Um, but, yeah, well done. That was quite a tricky one this week. I was uh, to dig deep in my brain then. When you said Inter Milan, I was trying to think of um, Argentina players I knew that played for Inter Milan, and then a bold head just came into my, <laughs> into my brain, and yeah. I was trying to—I couldn't, I wouldn't have been able to remember his first name if I'm honest. But it can be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, that, that's it for um, this transfer special of the podcast. Um, we are going to be back when the new season kicks off, a bit earlier than normal, um, due to the World Cup being slap bang in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, we can all enjoy a World Cup final whilst eating mince pies, um, because it's a week before Christmas Day. So Can't wait for every time England score for just, instead of beer being thrown in the air, just a load of bailers just going everywhere. All, all, uh, uh, what's the other eggnog? Eggnog, more wine. How many Christmas trees are going to be thrown on the floor yeah. when either you lose or win? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's the question. Cool. So we will be back in a few weeks' time. Um, so yeah, see you then. <laughs>